Revival Explosion Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. The direction and guidance from the Lord. Amen. That's what I believe it's crucial for every believer. Amen. The direction and guidance of the Lord. We don't want to do things on your on our own. Jesus said, "Without me, you can do nothing." Amen. Um, even in the word, there are commands that are sp- uh, uh, very explicit. For example, the Bible says, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." Right. But when you begin to read the word in the book of Acts, and you begin to see that Paul wanted to go a certain place, and then the Lord didn't allow him to go. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute! Doesn't the Bible say, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature"? That's a general command for the church. That's correct. But there are specific things that the Lord wants to do that we need the guidance of the Spirit in how to do. For example, I've been to many countries, but some countries I have not been yet, and and probably I I will never be. Why? The Lord has a specific purpose and a specific plan that He wants to place me in. And some countries, for example, Finland, uh, the Lord has given favor to the ministry in the nation of Finland, unlike many other countries. Most of the Christian community in Finland know about our ministry there. And, 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 and that's like a major blessing that comes from God. Why? The Lord chose that country to uh, place us there and gave favor because He had a purpose and a plan for that. So what does that mean? Even when there's uh, commands in the Bible, like the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, there are also specific purposes and specific plans that the Lord will assign you to. So... Uh, number one thing I want to say is um, the Lord has a plan for you. We usually um, we usually have heard that in church many times. How many have heard that before? The Lord has a plan. The Lord has a plan. The Lord has a plan. And it sounds like cliche, but it is not only cliche, it's the truth. The Lord has a plan for you, a specific purpose for each person in this place. Amen. A design purpose, a design plan that he prepared before the foundation of the world. He had a plan in mind for your life. When you were born, God, even before you were born, but when you were born, God had something in mind with your life. He had a plan and a purpose. And the Bible says, even in Acts chapter 17, when Paul was discussing with the, the Greek philosophers and, and um, he was discussing saying that God determined places and and times that people would be in. So that means that God chose you to be here in this time, 2020. We made it through another decade. And God has a plan for each person. And that's very specific. And it's very tailored for each specific child of God. And my job as a believer is to position myself and come into a place where I can tune into heaven and find out what that plan is. Amen. When I begin to find out what he wants, then I can move into obedience and do what he wants me to do. Now, the tricky thing is many believers live without knowing what their purpose is. And they don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know what career they're supposed to follow. They don't know uh, what um, major in the school they're supposed to be in. They don't know what kind of job they're supposed to get. They don't know what kind of spiritual environment they should be in. They don't know what kind of spiritual gift they, they, they have or they should have. And the problem is that many people begin to survive rather than live with purpose. 
going to say that again. Many people begin to survive rather than living with purpose. And God wants his children to live intentionally with his purpose, his plan, and living his dreams. Amen? How many can say amen to that? So, um, number one thing I want to say to you is this. The Lord wants to reveal his plan for your life. It is not so mysterious that we cannot tap into. When sometimes people talk about the Lord, you know, you know the Lord has mysterious ways. And, and I understand that. Some things we cannot understand. But one thing I can assure you of, God wants you to know what his plan is. And he's not on the business of hiding the plan from you. He, he actually may even like put it a little bit so you may seek him. But at the end of, the, of it all, he wants to reveal it to you. It is his desire that you know what he wants you to do. Why? Because he wants you to obey him. How can you obey something that you don't know? It doesn't make sense. If I believe the Lord has a plan, my purpose is to seek him until I know what to do. And, but I tell you what, revelation concerning the plan of God is progressive. Why? God will not tell you everything from, from, from beginning to end. It will blow your mind. Yes, it will blow your mind. He will re even reveal some parts of the future to you. But he's not, he's not going to tell you everything. But he'll progressively tell you as you seek him. It's our job to be seeking God for the next steps. Amen? And he'll, he'll not tell you what the next steps are if you don't obey the first one that you have now. Some people say, I'm the Lord has not been speaking to me. Okay, great. Did you hear him last time he spoke? And did you do what he tell you to do? Right? The Lord has not been speaking to me lately. Really? What did he tell you last time that you heard him? And my question is, did you do what he, what he tell you to do? No, I didn't. So I wonder why he's not speaking to you. You don't have to wonder so much. He's waiting for you to uh, go back where he spoke less and he began to do what he called you to do and then the more faithful you become with hearing God and doing what he told you to do the more he'll entrust you with it's the truth what did Jesus say if you're faithful in the few he'll put you over much he'll put you over much if you're faithful in the few he'll put you over much that also applies for the voice of God when I begin to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit and I, the promptings of the Spirit, and I begin to obey, amen? I'm telling you, uh, many times I had to go against my own mind and obey what the Spirit is telling me. In simple things, simple. Many experiences I have where I wanted to do a certain thing and I'm, I'm going to do this because in my mind it looks right. But then I go pray, Lord, what do I do? The Lord says, don't do this. And I'm like, Really? And then the moment I obey him, then I find out later why he, he did tell me that. But it didn't make any sense at the moment. But the moment I obey him, the more he speaks to me. When you don't obey God, why would you think, I'll be like talking to, um, go to Marie, for example, and be talking to her, talking to her, and then she never listens. I'm, this is just an illustration, okay? <laughs> she never listens. She never does anything with what I'm saying. And I'm like, man, 
I tell her something, it's like she's not listening. Why am I going to be like wasting my breath and, and, and talking? I'm going to refrain from talking a, a little bit. Same thing happens with God. God is like uh, telling you things and, and repent of this or do this and, and move with this. And, and whatever he's speaking to you, tell you to do certain things. And you're like oblivious to it. You're like not responsive. Why do you believe the Lord will keep speaking to you the whole time? Amen? Now, if you begin to respond, the more you begin to respond to the Spirit, the more you're going to hear Him. Amen? It's like natural friendship. Um, if you have a friend, you learn how to talk to that person. But if there's a response, then you grow closer in relationship. But if you call somebody, text somebody, uh, reach out to so certain people, and, they, and you never hear a response back, you never hear a feedback, there's no relationship back, why do you think that relationship will grow? It won't. Same thing goes with our relationship with God. There must be a feedback on our end. Amen. Go to Romans. There's a couple of scriptures I want to show you. Go to Romans chapter 8. Verse 13 and 14. There are a couple of scriptures from the Old Testament I want to show you as well. The Lord as your guide. I believe this is a perfect message for now because we're just starting the new year. It's the first Sunday of 52 Sundays. I'm not sure if this, there's 53 on this year, but it's 52 maybe. Um, but it's the first. First fruits. Amen. We're here. <laughs> first fruits. Um, Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14. Are you there with me? Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So there is a reference here that I can point to. That God is telling us that if we are children of God, we should expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And the number one thing we should realize is God wants to guide me and I should expect to be guided by Him. It is something that I can expect to receive from Him because it's very clear that these who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. It's a characteristic of God's children. The children of God are guided by the Spirit of God. But interesting enough, verse 13, the verse prior to it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Before the verse 14, it talks about living according to the flesh and says, you shall die. The reason why many people cannot be led by the Spirit is because they're bound to the flesh. They're bound to the carnal nature. They're bound to jealousy. They're bound to resentment, unforgiveness. Uh, they're bound to lying and, and, and cheating and things of the carnal nature. And that's why they cannot listen or hear the Spirit of God because they're in, the, in another realm. If I want to hear the Spirit of God, I want to tune into His realm. The realm of the Spirit. The realm of love. The realm of peace. The realm of understanding the wisdom of God. The realm of um, holiness. Amen. 
So the reason why many Christians, they claim, I cannot hear God because you are bound to the flesh. Amen. You live according to the flesh. You live a sinful lifestyle, even if you're in your mind and your heart. But you live uh, uh, full of uh, the carnal nature is so strong that you cannot hear what the Spirit is saying. And in order for me to hear the Spirit, i got to tune into the Spirit. Why do we pray and fast? Because we want to tune out of certain things and we want to tune into the, um, when you go to the frequency of the Spirit. Have you ever tried to tune into a radio station? And it's like there's a lot of interference. Like, man, I'm trying to find it the right um, position for this. But it's like, psh, psh, psh. you can hear a little bit, but it's like really, really hard until you hit the right spot. And like, I can hear it clearly now. Same thing goes for our spiritual life. Sometimes you can hear a little bit, but it's this interference. It's got some uh, noise up there. And it's like really, really hard to listen to. But what prayer and fasting will do, it will, it will get you to tune into the right station from heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. And you shall hear God with clarity. You shall hear God with, uh, with something that is so clear to you that you cannot miss. Amen. And so the Apostle Paul said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Number one thing is, I can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. It's something I should expect to, to happen. It is not something so unusual, something so far away. It is something that I can expect it to happen in my lifetime right now in 2020. I can expect to be led by the Spirit. Why? It's in the, it's in the Word. It's a promise that those who are the sons of God, they are led by the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that steps of a righteous man are order of the Lord. So it is something that you and I should expect to be led by the Spirit. And there's... Um, Another, other scriptures that I want to go through with you that are in the Old Testament that show the Lord as our guide. Go to Psalms with me. 48. Psalms 48. Verse 14. Psalms 48, verse 14. Are there with me? Say amen. For this is God, our God forever and never. He will be our guide. Say that. He'll be even to death. He'll be our guide. So it, even from the Old Testament, it's something that we should be expecting, that God will be our guide. If you're a child of God, you can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. You don't have to be afraid of hearing what He has to say. The reason sometimes people don't want to pray about direction and guidance is because they already have their minds made up. Have you ever counseled somebody that wanted to do something and they come to you, you know, I, I, I feel that I want to do this. And in your heart, you know, like it's totally off but you don't want to tell them because you don't want to control anybody manipulate anybody but then if they ask your opinion say what what about this what do you think about this and then once people ask 
you can tell them. Don't try to go on people's business when they are not asking you to or, or, or whatever. But if they ask you to, like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you this. this. This is it. But then it's like, they're going to come up with an excuse and say, no, but I want to do this. So don't ask me then. Why are you asking me something when you have your, your mind already made up? This is the same thing with prayer. Some people, they, they don't dare asking God because they already made up their minds what they want to do anyway. So you don't want to hear God telling you not to do a certain thing that you want to do. So um, when, when it comes to guidance from the Lord, direction of the Lord, we got to be open to hear God. Even if He tells us something that we don't agree with. Will God tell you something you don't agree with? Yes, oh yeah, He will. Sometimes He'll tell you things that you don't want to do. Sometimes He'll um, give directions that you don't, you, don't wanna, you don't feel like obeying. That you even don't agree with in the beginning. Um, there were certain instances in my life, like in trips and everything, where, you know, um, I felt about saying some things to certain people, which I was in my own right. You know what I mean? Uh, it was my own right to say something and even confront certain situations that were rightly to do so. But I went to pray and said, God, I'm feeling this way. I remember this perfectly. A couple years ago, I was in a situation like this. And in my own right... I, if I told you, the, I'm not going to tell you this story, but it, it, it's not for now. But if I told you this story, you'd be like, you're right. And I knew I was right. I was right. But then I went to pray. said, Lord, I'm feeling like this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it like it is. Sometimes we think like if we say like it is, it's, it's, it's always good. It's not. Not necessarily. You know what I mean? I'm going to say like it is. Because that's the way I am, Lord. You know, you know how I, I like to say like it is. I don't like anything, you know. And then the Lord said, don't say a word. Keep quiet. I love it. Are you sure? Say yes. Don't say a word about it. Even though you're right, don't say a word. And I'm like, okay. But it was so clear. The voice of God was so loud and clear that I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm just quiet now. It's okay. I mean, I just didn't say a word. The situation got resolved without me saying a word. Sometimes you think you got to say a word, you got to do a thing. I mean, the situation just got resolved the next day. I didn't say a word. I didn't confront anybody. I didn't say anything. Later on, throughout the years, I came to understand why did the Lord told me, why did the Lord tell me not to say a certain thing in that particular time? Because if I had said what I, what I wanted to say, that would be really messy, even though I was right. That's God's wisdom. Amen. If you learn to be guided by the Spirit, you will be guided by the wisdom of the Spirit. And I'm telling you, He's way wiser than you and I put together. The Lord is wiser than you and I put together. Because sometimes, I mean, look at this. In, in this particular situation, I had the right, I have the right to, to, to say what I wanted to say because I, like every, in, in the situation, I was correct. And my perception was right. But in the wisdom of God, he told me, don't say a word because, in other words, I'm going to solve it myself. You don't need to interfere. 
not everything you need to, you need to interfere uh, with your own words and, and your own actions. You don't need to. Not every battle is supposed for you to fight. The battle is the Lord's. Remember that. So in, the, in that I begin to learn uh, not everything that I think is right is the right thing to do. I'm going to say that again. Not everything I think is right is the right thing to do. We need the wisdom of God and the, and the uh, understanding of the Spirit. Uh, and then the Bible says that for this is God and our God forever and ever, He'll be our guide. So that means I can expect my God to be my guide on the earth, not only for the big things of life. Sometimes there are big decisions. And the number one decision that is the most important of your life is if you made Jesus the Lord of your life. That's number one. That's number one. No one can beat that one. Do I make Jesus the Lord of my life? Do I receive him, my forgiveness of sins and eternal life? Number two, I would say this, the person you will marry. That's second to number one. Because whoever, for those who are single, we got, you're single still, Amen. You got to really seek God to get married. Why? Because you don't want to play with that. It's something, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a one-shot thing. It's not saying, oh, I get married the next day if it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. So you got to seek the heart of God concerning this. Say, Lord, what is it that you want in this situation? Is this what you want? Is this what you desire? Then you begin to seek God, and then God will for sure instruct those who seek him for instruction. One thing I learned about God, if you ask him, he'll tell you. He will instruct people to ask him. If you ask not, you have not because you ask not. So if you ask for instruction and direction, he'll surely give you. You are his child and say, who, who is the father if your child comes to you, if they were young and, and, and a child, and they're asking you for something, and you know it would be good for them, you'd not do it. You'd do it. Why? You love your child enough to do what is good for them. If you're a child of God and you begin to ask God for his direction, he'll let, he'll let you know. He'll not allow you to be deceived if you don't want to be deceived. Amen? In the, in the marriage situation, I've seen where people... Uh, were warned by the Lord not to do certain things, and, and, and I've, I've seen that happen. I, I know of one person that um, she, 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 um, she said this, I want to marry someone like this, uh, tall, uh, blue eyes, and this, and this, and this, and, and, and began to say all these descript physical descriptions. And then that person showed up, but then that, that person was like full of demons, you know, you know what I mean? Um, it was not a godly person at all. It was like the physical description of what the person wanted, but in a, like a, in a demonic suit, you know, if, if, if I say that way. A person was completely demonic. And then the person was warned over and over and over and over again not to do it. I mean, he was, she was warned by the pastors. She was warned by, this, by, by prophetic people that didn't even know her. Warned by everybody. No, I'm going to, this is the one. That I've been praying for. And, you know, I mean, it was so clear. It was a dis I mean, I didn't need to be a prophet to say it was a disaster. Why? Whenever you choose not to obey God, you cannot expect blessings. 
Now, I'm telling you what, God is still merciful, and he'll meet you with his mercy. That's for sure. But you cannot expect the fullness of God's blessings when you're walking in blatant disobedience. Do you understand the difference? God will still be merciful, and he'll still respond to that person crying out to him for mercy and repenting. But the fullness of the blessings of God cannot be experienced by those who choose to walk in blatant disobedience. When you know you're supposed to do a certain thing, you just don't because you don't want to. I mean, how can I expect to be blessed with that? Another scripture. Let's go to Isaiah. So I can expect to receive the direction from the Lord if I seek him. The moment, the moment I hear, I should obey what he tells me. When I share with you the experience where I wanted to say something, and the Lord said, don't say something, I really wanted to say something. Because my, my tongue was like itching. I'm like, I'm going to say it, man. I was like, Ugh! I had to bite my tongue. And the Lord said, no, don't say a word. I'm like, mm. okay, Lord, I'll obey you. It always pays off to obey God. Always. And then you understand to be more wise, to be wiser. Amen. Uh, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. It's also a promise of le being led by the Spirit, even here in the Old Testament. And the, and the interesting thing is this. In the Old Testament, the, the Holy Spirit was not in people. He was not living in people yet. Under our covenant, it, it's even better because the Holy Spirit is in us. In the old covenant, he was not in. He was only upon kings, prophets, and priests. Amen? But he was not in. But even then, look at this. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. Have you ever been in a situation that where you felt like you were blinded to what you were supposed to do? You had no clue? Look at this verse here. I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked place straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. Glory to God. If you have ever been in a position where like, man, I can't see a thing in front of me. The Lord says, even if that, that's your situation, I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. In other words, every human being has a fear of the unknown. Why do you think many people have a fear of death? Because it's unknown to them. Something you only know when you experience it. Right? There's no way to... Of course, we know according to the Word of God and according to the, the revelation of the Holy Spirit, what happens is that you, you go from this life, you either go to the presence of the Lord, you go away from the presence of the Lord, and there's either heaven or hell. We know that according to the Word of God and according to the Spirit of God. But to fully experience that, it, ha it has to happen to you. Amen? So, uh, and many people are kind of afraid of, 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 of the future or, or things because it's unknown to them. Whenever you, for example, if you ever been speaking in public, nowadays I don't have a bit of anxiety or being nervous about speaking in public. Why? I've done it so much. I'm like, man, okay, no matter how big the crowd is, no matter how, if there's TV or not, I'm just, I'm just feel at home. But it wasn't like that in the beginning. Why? It was unknown to me. 
So the first time I did it, I'm like, man, it's like really complicated. I feel like, oh, I got butterflies in my stomach. Why? It's unknown. Whatever is unknown to you, you, you can't, you'll fear at first. So the Lord is speaking about the blind by way they did not know. I'll lead them in paths they have not known, and I'll make darkness light before them. In other words, when everything seems to be dark, the Lord says, I'll make darkness light to you. If you just let me hold your hand and I'll guide you through stuff, I'm going to be your guide. And I'm going to lead you in ways, even when you're blind, you cannot see. I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to lead you through. Amen. That, that reveals the heart of God concerning um, his children, that he wants to guide his children. Amen. Go to Isaiah 48. Verse 17, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. It also, another scripture that talks about guidance, talks about the Lord as our guide. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Wow, isn't that awesome? Scripture. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you. In other words, I can expect to be taught by the Lord. He teaches you to profit. Who leads you. Say leads you. By the way, you should go. In other words, I should expect the Lord to lead me. If I ask Him, He shall lead me. He has no problem talking, but He wants His people to ask Him. How many remember when David uh, came back and saw that all his wives and kids were taken out by the enemies? And then they cried the whole day. The Bible, the, the Bible says they cried. The men cried until they had no strength to cry anymore. I mean, that must have been terrible. You cry until you have no strength to cry anymore. That's like horrible. Have you ever cried so much? They're like, man, I cannot cry anymore. Amen? No? Okay. That passage says that they cried so much they had no strength to cry anymore. That, that must have been something overwhelming. For, for them emotionally, overwhelming. But even then, the Bible says, David sought the Lord and said, Lord, should I pursue them? Will it really matter that I go and get our wives and kids back? Will we, will we overcome? What did the Lord say? Go and do it. You shall have them back. But interesting, because he could have just gone, okay, I'm going to do it. How, how many have, have ever been impulsive about certain things? You want to do it because you want to do it. You know, you know what's right. You want to do I want to do I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. David stopped. Even in his all emotional um, turmoil he was going through. And he said, Lord, what should I do? That shows me something. We got to have a heart that searches after the will of God. I'm searching the will of God for my life. I don't want to... Um, I'm not saying, now listen, you, you, got, you got to understand that. Because some people, they get so overboard into this. that like, okay, I'm going to dress for church today. 
what, Lord, what should I wear my my black shoes or my <laughs> brown shoes? And I'm not gonna leave my home until you give me a word about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not saying that the Lord cannot instruct you. I mean, even with certain small things. But I'm saying that you should not be always expecting a word on simple things that the Lord gave you the ability to choose from. Amen? The Lord gave you a good taste. The Lord gave you a mind, and he gave you a brain, and he gave you a um, decision-making process that you can choose certain things. But when it comes to life, um, life altering and life, um, life-altering decisions especially, you got to always make sure that you ask the Lord. Not like, okay, I'm going to move. I'm going to uh, get married. I'm going to um, buy a house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever. Make sure you include God in your plans. Amen? Pray. As simple as that, as that. You know? Lord, is this your will? Is this what you have for me? Please show me. He will. Why? Because he says, he will teach you to profit and lead you by the way you should go. So so clear in the word. And in the New Testament, and I'm almost done. Um, I'm almost done, but I, I hope you're getting something out of this. Amen. How many receive something out of this? Amen. About the guidance of the Lord is something that we should expect and so it's something that we should seek after. It is not something we should like see as so mysterious that I cannot know. Oh, you know, the Lord has a mysterious plan for my life. Yeah, it's so mysterious, but he wants you to know. What the mysterious plan is. It's not so mysterious that you cannot search and find. Ask and you shall receive. Knock, no, seek and you shall. It doesn't say seek and maybe you, you'll find because it's so mysterious you cannot find. No, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door shall be opened unto them. So it's something that if I seek, I can expect to receive. Now, sometimes some answers will take a little bit longer. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be seeking them. That's why fasting and prayer is also so important. Because you tune out of distractions. Sometimes we are so distracted in our society because we have so much information coming at us all the time. We live in a generation that has more information than any other generation in the history of the world. If anything happens in Australia, we know right away. Anything happens in China, we know right away. I mean, it's, it's like, just like that. Before, in Jesus' time, something would happen in one place, they would know after months. Now, Twitter, Instagram, Google, Facebook. I mean, information flies so rapidly and so much information all the time it is like crazy and so in our generation we get distracted with so much going on in our lives in our minds that we tune out from what god wants to do and god wants to say but what fasting and prayer does is you tune out of certain things Amen. You tune out from certain distractions and you tune into the spirit. Like I said, the reason why many believers cannot hear the voice of God is because they're too busy hearing the devil. I cannot hear God. Oh, yeah, you, your ears are too busy hearing the devil. And you know what the voice of God brings? It brings peace. The voice of God brings clarity. The voice of God brings direction. It brings purpose. 
The voice of the enemy brings confusion, lack of peace. Amen. The voice of the enemy brings uh, distraction, confusion, turmoil, oppression. The voice of God brings clarity, brings peace, it brings direction, it brings purpose, it brings focus from heaven. What he wants you to do. Amen. So I, I want to read one, one last scripture and then we're going to pray. John chapter 16. Another confirmation that we can expect to be led by the Spirit. We can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. It is not something so far out there. It is not something that is so distant from us. It's something that God wants to do. It is something that God wants to perform in our lives. John chapter 16 verse 13. John chapter 16 verse 13. Are you there? Say amen. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Amen. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. In other words, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and he calls him the Spirit of truth. Hallelujah. And he said, he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. In other words, the Lord will even instruct us concerning future things. If we stop and listen to his voice, we can hear what the future holds even and prepare for it. Amen? Prepare for it. You can hear certain things that are in the future. And since you know they're happening, you're preparing for it in advance because the Lord has instructed you. Amen? Hallelujah. He'll guide you into all truth. That means I can expect the guidance of the Lord. If I position myself, I can expect to know what His plan is. I can expect to know what His will is. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it because I can hear Him. I can obey Him. I can follow Him. And the more I follow and obey God, I will be at the very center of His will where He wants me to be. And I will please Him. Sometimes God's will will not be easy. Just because it is His will does not mean it's easy. I mean, imagine Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. That was certainly not easy. And He was sweating blood. He said, Father, if you can pass this cup from me, just pass it. But, it. but not my will be done, but your will be done. Amen? But your will be done. But he was, even then He was seeking the will of the Father. He said, I don't do things on my own. I only see what I see my I only do what I see my father do. Amen. So Jesus gave a description that as believers, we should expect that we should receive the spirit of truth. And he'll guide us into all truth. And he said, He'll tell you th things to come. And then he also said, All things, verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything Jesus said. The Holy Spirit will remind you of everything Jesus said. The Holy Spirit will remind you of the Word of God. That's why you can never be, oh, I love the Word. 
I, I've heard people say, I love the word, but I don't like this prophetic stuff. Okay? I, I've heard people say that. I don't like, I don't like prophecy. I, don't like, I love the word. But if you love the word, you're going to love the, the true, genuine, prophetic. Because the, 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 it's all over the Bible. The Bible talks about stirring up the gifts of God. Uh, the Bible talks about seek spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So the Bible has so many instructions concerning these things. But if you love the Spirit and you love the Word, you're going to be in a good place because you're going to find out what the will of God is and you're going to be able to follow it. Once you know what it is, give everything you got to pursue that. All the rest is irrelevant. Once you know the will of God, pursue as hard as you can. Amen? If God wants you to be a pastor, if God's want, God wants you to be a businessman, if God wants you to be something that you know it is the will of God, and you, you've prayed about it, you, you got the word of the Lord, pursue with everything you got. Because you got the word on it. Amen? You got the word of the Lord. The most important thing that you can have in your life is the word of the Lord concerning something. Because once you have the true, I'm not talking about a pizza dream that you had the other night, amen. You ate too much pizza and had a dream, a bad dream. Or I'm not talking about illusions. I'm not talking about delusions. I'm talking about a true, genuine word of the Lord concerning certain situation. Once you know that for sure, then you can go 100%. Totally focus on that because you, you can trust what he said. Amen. That's what we need for this year. And that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to pray and seek God. And we're going to declare things that we know are from God. When, when we declare, for example, breakthrough provision for this ministry, this church, we know it is the will of God. So we're coming into agreement with what God has already said. And we're declaring uh, on the earth what he said because he gave the church authority. Amen? So whenever we declare things, it's not because we just want them. We know it is the will of God, according to the word of God, because the word of God is the will of God. Does that make sense? Once you know the word, you know the will. Before we close, when somebody dies, they usually have a will. Amen? And in the will, they describe everything that is supposed to, to happen with whatever they have. And the will is a perfect description of what the person's intent is. Amen? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Jesus, before he, he, he died and rose again, but he, he left... He ascended to heaven. He left us a testament. Amen. Hallelujah. God left us a new testament, a will, a will that is here. And so with his will, we can know his intent. And so one of the best things to know the mind of God is to know his word. Because when we know the word, we know the will. Amen. And, but like I said, there are specific things that you will only find out by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. For example, in the Bible, it does not talk about Faith Connection Church or Revive Explosion Ministries, but we had to find that out by the Spirit. It does not talk about your job in the Bible. You won't find any page in the Bible that talks about you're supposed to get this job. It's not there. So how do you find it? By the Spirit. Pray, and the Holy Spirit will show you. Anything in our personal lives that is specific is not in the Word, but the, the general is. It is our job to seek God and ask him, what is it that you want? And he'll make things clear, and he will instruct us according to the way we should follow. Even as I, in Isaiah says, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. 
Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.